Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I would never have predicted this, but here we are. It's another DF Direct, but this time covering Ubisoft? Really? We're doing, yes, we're doing Ubisoft. Yeah, and I'm not here alone. I've got Alex Patalia <laughs> with me. Yeah, here once again coming at you in profile uh, because it's much easier to watch some footage while we're talking and doing this. And yeah, I'm surprised that we're talking about Ubisoft stuff too here because usually we do the big like the AAA conferences from like Microsoft and Sony and just really that because there's already so many games packed in there but we really wanted to talk about this today because we were surprised at the quality here it was that good actually yeah. so we definitely there were, there were some bangers shown and this is the conference that perhaps reminded me most of classic E3 mm -hmm. they had a stage presence uh, they had some very cheesy people up on stage, <laughs> yeah, which I enjoyed. I you know what? The things that we used to laugh at, I kind of miss them. And Ubisoft brought it in spades, but they also brought some very impressive technology, especially uh, from Ubisoft Massive yes. and their Snowdrop engine, which is exactly what we're going to talk about first. Uh, the first of two games that they showed, which is, of course, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So this is a game that has been in development for some years now. Uh, they've shown it before. We knew about this, but this is the first time that I finally felt like they showcased the vision of what they want to accomplish with the game itself. Mm -hmm. And this game is Far Cry. <laughs> okay, maybe. No, okay, that's a little bit. Oh, John, you're, you're, come on, you're bang on. You know it. So clearly, this this is this is essentially uh, an avatar take on Far Cry. You've got bases to conquer. You've got an open world to explore. Uh, the difference here, though, is that it's a fantasy world not rooted in reality, and as a result, there is some very impressive verticality, uh, some very cool-looking first-person parkour-style gameplay, lots of stuff that sort of separates it from that, so it's like taking elements from Far Cry, perhaps, and creating its own thing out of it. Uh, but from our perspective, the DF perspective, I think it's the technology that kind of brought us here today because uh, oh, yeah. uh, this is a Snowdrop engine game. Yeah. Uh, the Snowdrop being basically Massive's internal engine that has begun to receive usage in other games as well, including the the Mario and Rabbits games, no less. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one is a real showpiece. Uh, we knew that it was going to be. We we'd we'd seen things on this before, but yeah, they actually showcased the game running on PlayStation Five as well, which is unusual to directly capture a console version. And after analyzing the footage closely, I think we can say that yes, I I believe that it absolutely was captured. On yeah, PS5. it totally looks it in a good way though. Like there's nothing that I would say too overly negative about that. It's like. It has like the right compromises in the right places. Uh, the thing that we did notice when counting through the trailer uh, and going through it, both John and I did separate uh, resolution counts here just because we were really interested to see how they got this running. And we did notice it looked like a 4K output with a 1440p mm -hmm. internal resolution uh, when we did count. But um, there's some like artifacting in there and some like really blown out pixels that made us thought like, because sometimes it looks lower than 1440p internal. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think that's because of FSR2 shenanigans, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But basically, it makes sense that what we're seeing here is running on a console, and it looks really good for it. I think the things that I took away from this, uh, from Avatar, beyond you know some of the like larger scale stuff, is it's one of the first games we've seen this generation, along with some of the stuff I think we saw, like Fable in the, the Microsoft conference, uh, where I really can say, I can't imagine this running on a last generation console at all. Um, yeah, I tend to agree. And it's mainly due to the world complexity and the draw distances. Um, but another thing that is really important to point out is the first time they showed off this game, I think it was a couple of years ago now, maybe it was a year or two ago, uh, when they showed off that one trailer. They also did a handful of interviews after the fact, and there was some talking about it, and they mentioned how they had a, they were going to do a specific lighting uh, for the, the current-gen versions of this game, because it's only current-gen, and they were saying they were working on ray-traced lighting. Uh, they said they had a software ray tracer and a hardware 
accelerated ray tracer. And based on this footage here, I mean, it's a little bit hard to tell in some scenes because it's, it's like cutting all the time and etc. But there are two scenes that I thought really showed off really well that it potentially could be using something like RTGI actually, which is yeah really good looking <laughs> um especially those sections where they're sort of walking between uh areas that are occluded by this like cloth fabric like this colored uh drapery mm. hanging on on top of the scene right and you can see sort of colors bouncing around it's very vibrant looking it's great looking uh you know and so that is that's a great example of that and just like you said the it's this the scale of the world that really sticks out and the fact that the detail at a distance is still holds up surprisingly well. Yeah. I mean, the thing is to capture these movies. I'm not a big fan of these movies at all. In fact, I stopped the second movie after watching it for about yeah, three minutes. It was so awful. But one thing you can't fault them for is their visuals. And this looks like a direct capture of those visuals in terms of design, uh, especially like I actually really love the, the you've got that organic Navi stuff, but then like they go to like the hardcore PMC military stuff and it reminds yep. me a ton of Crisis 3 and when you think about the I fact that like mean. massives like uh, studios are actually partially formed by Crytek veterans um, uh, at least after you know Crytek went under I can definitely see some of the DNA here visually from those things especially like when they're like I don't know. They look like some sort of oil tanker that they arrive on later in the scene. I have no idea what it yeah, was. Some sort of refinery yeah. equipment. Something like that. Of, but know. it's just like it just reminded me of like those bases in Crisis 3 that you take over in like the later missions. Uh, and th that's another area, too, where I think you can get a sense of that. There appears to be some sort of really nice indirect lighting solution here um, where like like you look under the, the underside of the pipes. There's like darkness there. Uh, there's not like that weird glowing that you associate from like raster lighting models everywhere. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good looking. I think there's some other things to point out here. Um, the, there was uh, the usage of SSR in the trailer, but I think yes. they did mention in the one of the interviews that they did previously that they do have ray trace reflections as well as maybe ray trace shadows or something like that it was a little bit hard to understand what they were saying in that initial interview but so maybe those are things that we'll still be seeing and at some later point in regards to yeah PC perhaps version. i mean exactly i think that the likelihood of having pc specific features seems high here mm -hmm. i would like to see that and massive is definitely the type of studio you might expect to see that from but even as a console game, I think what they've shown here is is really phenomenal. Oh, it's great overall. And uh, man, I'm just looking at more of this footage here. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it's just it's really beautiful stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know so like I, I'm also like I'm my fair cri fair critic here. I would say of the uh, Far Cry games after I played the third one. I know you recently played six and you actually did quite yeah, quite enjoy I a, it, right? I had a good time with it. Um yeah. but like uh as long as it avoids this game of for me, as long as the game avoids some of the far cry tropes, like I don't wanna climb a tower. Um and you know, I don't want to they did mention crafting, which got me a little worried. But <laughs> but I will I will say towers and such kind of they were paired back in six somewhat good okay. and uh i would also say you know the crafting stuff was all right i guess it's because at least in far cry you would pick up materials animals things like that and they would feed directly into the gameplay loop where like you see an instant improvement to a thing that you're using often right yeah and i think if you're going to do crafting having a direct uh impact on the core gameplay is the way to do it yeah so there is that, but also, you know, here it definitely looks like there's more variety in the scenes. Like they, they showed aerial combat where you're flying on one of those winged creatures and taking out uh, enemy aircraft in the sky. You know, there's these oil refinery looking bases yeah. that you're tackling. You know, there's the forest, there's the verticality, there's all this stuff going on. And one of the things I'm wondering about is how at, after that base infiltration segment, they mentioned something about nature taking over once again you know it returns to its natural state and they show what looks like that oil refinery now completely covered in like vines and grass and it looks abandoned and i'm wondering if they actually have implemented some sort of mechanic in here where you know as you play over time these places that you've conquered are taken over by nature and change and if they do that that would be an interesting both both a mechanic but also like a visual feature to layer on maybe they have different layers so that they can kind of like pull back or push forward depending on what you're trying to show mm -hmm. to sort of allow the environment to change as you play 
which would be unique. It'd also be interesting because an issue with the Far Cry games is that uh, when you take over a base in an area, there's almost no reason to return there. You know what I mean? And here, if there's maybe some sort of different gameplay unlocked in the area after it's been reclaimed by nature, I don't know if it's like some sort of treasure hunting or something like that, uh, but that would be really cool, actually. Or maybe the wildlife returns that used to be there and you can get them for, I don't know, some sort of resources you need. Um, uh, but go- I think the only complaint I would raise uh, about the visuals, though, and this is something you also noted, was... Uh, the way motion blur is implemented yeah it's the first so it's the first uh massive game we've seen with motion blur i think actually right because the division did not feature that for some reason and they have implemented uh per pixel motion blur here but the difference is is that when like say a hand moves in front of your face in a, in like a cg film or or most game engines now the entire image of the hand will blur like if you do a freeze frame you'll see sort of a blurring on the edges of the geometry like because it's a it's like a lens effect right a shutter speed kind of effect but here you actually see this the sharp silhouette of the object still outlined with the blur happening on its interior surfaces only and I've seen this sort of like per pixel motion blur effect before, and I think it's usually a cheaper solution, I would imagine. But I'm kind of kind of confused as to why they're using it here. I yeah, guess. like it, it it seems unusual given everything else they're doing that seems so cutting edge. Yeah, I know, like because all the other post processing seems it just makes the game look framier than it needs to be. That's the issue because usually with like a longer like when there's more blur occurring across the screen, you don't see as much of the 30 fps like we see here. And this looked a little bit framier to me than usual 30 fps with motion blur. Like, but the other post processing was really really good. I thought like I like it when you your character crouches down or slides and or prepares their weapon there's like some near camera depth of field there it looks super good like that's the thing that i'm a huge sucker for uh, in games like this another thing that i actually really liked that did call back to far cry but also called back to crisis for me because i am getting some crisis and far cry vibes here uh, oh, for yeah. obvious reasons is that at around 347 in the gameplay overview trailer uh the one character shoots your main character shoots like some sort of explosive at one of the mechs and one of the trees actually starts lose, losing its oh, yeah. branches uh, and i'm curious if there is actually some of that sick you know crisis or far cry 2 level destruction here in terms of those things yeah it's possible yeah and also the explosions as well by the way look really good like huge plumes of smoke and everything is lit beautifully oh, the fire too uh, it's yeah. awesome looking the fire that's a really neat effect yeah uh i could yeah i guess the only concern is <laughs> just shortly after that part you see uh your character rip open one of those circuit boxes and pull the wires and just that just that animation like it immediately gives me flashbacks to like every far cry it is ever, like except for the first it's one. like the far cry like yeah you do that and i think they love do, doing that they love doing that um I, I mean there's there's a lot to be to be really praising here i think because one thing is we saw last gen with uh massive's last snowdrop titles there was a downgrade uh you know uh how do you say it um uproar uh, after they initially showed the division because they had to pare back some aspects of it maybe to a degree for that initial release but they showed it off a lot earlier and here we're seeing the game pretty close to release and already running on console and then there's already obvious sacrifices there that you can see that point towards it running on console so i actually don't think this will be downgraded in any sense of the word in fact i only imagine it'll be upgraded like all the things that john and i were talking about like oh the motion blur looks a bit janky maybe that'll be fixed yeah 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 you know? stuff like that so but yeah, I think first impressions on that, really, really positive. Super and I actually positive. wonder, like, you know, from our perspective, you can see the rendering flaws for sure. But if you just showed clips of this interspersed with clips from the film, uh, at least the first film, I wonder if people would actually recognize that this is the game versus the movie. You I know, know I mean? like some of these like larger shots of the entire valleys and things like that, like where you don't really see the aliasing as much and things like that. I or, exactly. or there's even a really awesome first person shot where it looks like they're taming one of those horses. I actually yeah. think that looks super. Also, just good. anything with the Navi themselves, like doing stuff when it's sort of a brief cut. Like, if, yes, if you show the human characters, it's obvious. But if you show the Navi, it's less so. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of feel like that's a test I want to do at some point. It's just to, to compare the two. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, I think when this game comes out, it, it would be really awesome to compare it to the first Avatar. Did they even release that in 4K Blu-ray? I don't even know. But um, I'm sure they did. Probably, yeah. Almost I certainly. Know. Cameron tends to do those things. 
for some films. Um, but yeah, so super excited for this one. Definitely going to test this out on PC. And I imagine well, John will be all over that console version. Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully. When is that coming out again? Did they I think say? It is at the end of 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a 7th of December, a very late release date. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Callisto Protocol situation. Oh, let's hope, let's hope that it is not a Callisto Protocol situation in terms of polish on launch. This has been in development for quite some time. Like, I think they talked about it, like, I don't know. I want to say like five years ago for the first time already. Like, they mentioned it. Uh, the Another thing that would be great to compare this to would be the original Avatar game, which is running on CryEngine 1, if you recall that one. Do you, do you remember that game coming out? Which John? one? There's there was a there was an Avatar game that came out in like the, around the time of the original film, and it was for some oh. reason using CryEngine One. I didn't realize it was using CryEngine One. I think though. that's what it was using back then. Uh, I, I think that was also okay. the Ubisoft title, but yeah. That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Avatar was obviously not the only thing shown at Ubisoft. Uh, another one, and we've seen this one just recently, is Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown, which was revealed last week. I thought it looked great, but today they actually showed more footage of the game, including sort of a teaser artistic trailer rendering of the game, which normally we're not big fans of. But in this case, I thought it looked pretty good because we had already seen the game. So I didn't feel shortchanged, right? And then they went on to instantly showcase and explain more details regarding the game. And I think it's pretty clear at this point that it's a fast-paced Metroidvania-style platform adventure game. Uh, the the pace and speed of the action, jumping around, platforming over objects, freezing time, dashing from wall to wall, all of this is stuff that reminds me of games like, you know, the Ori titles, Celeste, stuff like that. But yeah. obviously with this more uh, physical, human-shaped character, <laughs> you could say. Yeah, uh, not just like a blob <laughs> jumping around. Right, like right. Or even, you know, Celeste, it's small Pixar kind of stuff. This is this is a different feel, and I, I'm liking that. But of course, it's also, a, it's a side-scrolling game, but it does, it's not really a throwback to the old Prince of Persia either, right? Because mm. the, that was a much more methodical slow paced game where you're kind of taking every jump square by square making your way through the dungeon trying to figure out how to survive this is definitely a faster paced game in some ways it makes me think of the 2014 reboot of strider which yeah. i also thought was pretty good well, that is great actually um, but the yeah. main thing you know it was revealed for sure that this is created by ubisoft montpellier down in france which is uh known for rayman origins and legends so yeah. I don't know. What did you think? I thought this looked really good. I mean, uh, the one thing I read after the fact um, that they mentioned it might have been an interview, might have just been a press release that the target platform here, which would help explain the visuals, was actually Switch. Uh, the main target platform is Switch and every other version is kind of like based off of the the core designs from that. And that explains kind of like the it's it doesn't line up a lot with like a lot of engine tech we've seen. It wasn't one. It's not the Rayman um, like 2D tweened animation stuff. It's like 3D baked lighting, kind of like PS3. But even you could almost imagine this running on not in terms of graphical quality, but in terms of just like the quality of the shaders and all these things. You could almost got like that Xbox PS2 level of like design goals there for that kind of thing. And one thing that actually uh, surprised me in the trailer is that they didn't actually show off any anti-aliasing at all, (laughs) which is pretty rare. It makes me think that actually we're just looking at like a Switch port. You know, Switch games don't tend to have anti-aliasing and things Uh, like that. I was like, maybe I suspect that's not the case, Alex. Yeah. Do you you really think this is going to run at a smooth 60 FPS on Switch? Well... it's entirely possible that what we're seeing is they've just opted for a style that's like very sharp pixel based, right? Rather than using like modern TAA, which I think looks good, but it does produce a much uh, softer image in general. Mm-hmm. They may have just felt that that didn't war- that didn't match what they visioned for the uh, art here. Yeah, well, well, what I meant there is that like maybe the game doesn't even have an AA option in it. Not that we're seeing the the, oh, the Switch version here. Okay. Gotcha. Oh yeah, no, but also yeah, I think I think the Switch version would probably not look as good as this trailer does in it, specifically in the texture area. Yeah, um, you know, Big Switch time. always makes those kind of compromises. Yeah, we but... uh, we saw some screenshots of uh, the, <laughs> yes. the new the new Sonic game running on a Switch, I guess, and boy oh boy. Was that, that a is, thing? That is a thing. I can't wait to cover that. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I mean, 
But, you know, I think Ubisoft on the Switch, they've tend to hit their performance targets well enough in the past, but they have released a lot of 30 FPS titles on the Switch, actually. Yeah. Um, um, so, but yeah, there's probably not much more to say about or Prince of Persia <laughs> because, you know, we, we've talked about this before on, on a prior DF Direct. It's just I'm very excited for it. I, I like these types of games, and I'm happy that uh, this studio is making another sort of 2D action game. And mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how it turns out because metroidvanias they're a dime a dozen these days they're hard to do right and a lot of it comes down to this combination of is the move set satisfying and is the level design interesting and if those answers are both yes it could be phenomenal but if the level design is tedious the map layout isn't entertaining to run through overall it could really kind of knock it down and i don't think these guys have necessarily made a game quite like this before so yeah we'll see see what we'll see Mm-hmm. I'm wishing them the best, though, and I hope it turns out. And I also hope we see that uh, Sands of Time remake again, which got completely rebooted itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, some other games to mention. Not much to say about this. Skull and Bones was uh, revealed again, <laughs> and sort of. They they did a sea shanty music video for it, which was something. The thing about Skull and Bones is that I, I've posted this online, but first of all, I played Skull and Bones like in 2018. So watching Skull and Bones now, it almost feels like I'm looking at a sequel yeah, to a game really that never geez. released. And then somebody else commented about like how many games X developer did. And they mentioned Insomniac and I actually looked it up and this game started development in 2013 and Insomniac has produced and developed 19 games since then. Oh my so gosh. when you think about development hell i feel like uh skull and bones is going to be the new champion because it's been 10 years it's been 10 years and this project to me always felt like it started from hey let's do the uh, assassin's creed 4 uh boat sequences as a standalone game and now it's turned into god knows what i don't even know anymore what it is uh i mean it is that but i think it's also i mean we have to talk just briefly about the trailer because it is a music video for a sea shanty and uh that is a very funny thing i mean it's very theme appropriate i did actually like it the song was a bit whatever but very funny in that aspect but the the gameplay itself that they're showing there it does seem to imply you're going on with your friends and that there's looting as a part of it or something oh. it's not just like the it's not just like the multiplayer ship aspect thing but they mentioned like getting new things in the song itself like finding new booty so um, is the sea of thieves yeah, I which guess was the original comparison point because when this game was first revealed to the public, Sea of Thieves was not out yet either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm curious about that. I mean, one thing that I'm laughing about is I distinctly remember last year uh, when the original release date was occurring, I got like an email about like system specs and even the fact that the game was going to be using like things like RTX GI on PC and DLSS apparently. Uh, and I was like getting geared up to like even reserve t- slot. Uh, like a slot time in my schedule to cover it and then here we are again <laughs> again for how many years in a row uh talking about this game again i mean whatever i'll, I'll we'll maybe cover it in some capacity if it when it comes out it's just hard to once again find in the schedule like when john was talking about in the last video the other day like or it was oliver uh the september october time frame or even after that is just going to be it's just going to be nuts so we'll see so then there was the crew motor fest mm-hmm. uh which so that's that's an interesting one because it's basically an open world arcade style driving game right yeah and uh looking this up here so ubisoft ivory tower the studio behind the crew was eden games previously a lot three founders of it were employed by Eden Games, which is the developers of Test Drive Unlimited, which I think is one of the first ever like true large scale open world driving games. Yeah. Forza Horizon then went on to take that same concept and make it even better. And that's become the dominant series. The crew itself that they made never really found that and it had kind of a different vibe where it seems like now the crew motor fest is basically being created to now more closely match Forza Horizon, the sort of a uh, festival vibe mm-hmm. with like bright colors and like big events happening and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but it's hard to. 
So it looks nice enough visually, but I won't say it looks super impressive necessarily. And they, the worst thing is that they actually started off this section by showing a CG trailer before showing the game, which kind of compares unfavorably, I think. I have no idea why anyone does that anymore. And the thing is, like, the because in terms of editing style, they're both very similar to one another. Like, Absolutely. they're both, like, fast cut, kind of hardcore music going on in the background, showing off the variety of locales and vehicles that are in the game. And they do the same thing, just with one of them is has worse graphics, and one of them's real, though, and the other one's just fake. It does a disservice to the game, and I don't think CGI trailers are great. The one, the one thing I do at least like now is if you go actually to over to the Ubisoft... Um, YouTube channel is they do mention when trailers are actually pre-rendered now in the trailer I noticed, itself, yeah. which is great, which is something in the past, you know, obviously Ubisoft has gotten in so much trouble for their bullshotting. So it's really good to see that uh, visually, like I'm not right at the same page that John is here where I think it looks f- good enough for, you know, the game that it is, but you know, it's nothing like particularly special in this, th- in this era of like games that we see, especially and- racing games. I wouldn't say it necessarily needs to be if mm-hmm. the game itself is well designed and fun. And I am still, I enjoy these sort of arcade style racing games and I wouldn't mind seeing another studio again, take a crack at this, especially because it does seem to have a very different theme than the crew one and two, which I didn't really get along with that much. Yeah. So um, there's, you know, my, uh, I commented on this, but, they announced the release date. I think it's like September 10th or around there. And that's dangerously close to Starfield. And although these are not the same genres by any stretch of the imagination, it feels like it's not the wisest move to release something like this so close to a game like Starfield. <laughs> and it kind of makes me concerned about the viability of, of this product. And I hope it doesn't yeah. like uh, essentially fail at the market due to this proximity. So it's, yeah. a, it's a difficult time period for them, I think. I, I'm also reluctant to see any of these studios releasing anything around the time Starfield comes out, um, let alone when the next Forza comes out. I think that's actually a similar time frame as well. I too. think it's early October, though. Is it early October? Okay, so close enough. But, you know, like there's a, there's like a limited mind share and also a limited amount of money people have to give out for games. I mean, I guess the, so, fair, the fair thing to consider is that both Forza and Starfield are Xbox games only yeah, so and PC, it, whereas this, you know, maybe this will find a PlayStation audience especially if there's somebody that was like, you know what? Forza Horizon looks good, but I don't have an Xbox. Uh, this I need might, that. This might be something to pick up. Yeah, I so just hope that they uh, have a 60 frames per second mode in here because all the footage shown here was 30. Yeah, right. Which uh, they've kind of had a bad habit of that in the past. I remember seeing The Crew 2 at an E3 one year and they brought us in to capture the game and it was on a PC, but they ran it at 1080p and they capped the frame rate at 30 fps with a bad frame rate cap and that was the only way we were allowed to show the game and i always felt like they were shortchanging themselves a little bit here like they they could have shown it running best on a pc at least as long as it was clear that it was pc Mm -hmm. you know so i don't know okay it looks like it's actually the 14th of september not the 10th still so it's like right there so but yeah visually looks okay enough I would say there's some issues with some of the reflections and spots and it's very clearly um, not doing anything too crazy. And it's also <laughs> no. cro- it's cross gen. So it's coming to Xbox one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's look at that Xbox one version. It's of course, be- Forza Horizon five gorgeous game also on Xbox one. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't judge that too harshly uh, moving on. And obviously the big ones coming up, but, Real quick, I do want to mention that the they showed Assassin's Creed Mirage in more detail, which I really like the look of because this seems to be making sort of a return to the classic uh, original style of, of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I believe they even include a color grading option for those that want to replicate that bluish tint of the originals, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Uh, I will say... Visually, this one struck me in two different ways. On one hand, I thought the the GI that they have going on looks awesome when running through the city. That bright orange sun reflecting off the buildings, bouncing around. That looks great. But at the same time, the character models all looked kind of not good. (laughs) Yeah. And fundamentally, when you look at this, it looks good enough, but it doesn't feel like we've come very far from Assassin's Creed Unity. Still. 
Yeah, still. This, does, this does not look a stone's throw away. This literally looks like this looks like Assassin's Creed Unity in some ways. I mean, it could possibly even be construed as being even worse because there's no crowds and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it looks the character. I feel like the character models look potentially worse, and it's lacking the really fancy bokeh depth of field effects that that looks so good that yeah. they used in. Uh, uh, well, what's we'll the see? But they're not using a shallow depth of field in this trailer. But still. Uh, the vistas look great, and the the LOD distance is pushed way out compared to Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. And yeah. I think th this is also cross gen, right? It should be. Um, the one thing, there's a couple other things I want to point out on the trailer, other than the the fact that I also did like John did not think the character models look too hot uh, here. Just it's it's just I don't know what it is. It's, it's cross gen. It is. It is good. Good. Yeah. It's good. That explains a bit actually there. Yeah. It also it also explains like. Like, I get it. Like, we've seen this version of Anvil Next, I think is the name of the engine, right? Uh, being iterated on for quite some time. And, like, the visual feature set in terms of, like, cloud rendering, in terms of, like, reflection rendering, and partially also in terms of GI, hasn't really changed too much since, um, uh, what was the, the Greek one? Odyssey. The Odyssey. Or even the one before that. Uh, yeah, Origins. Origins. And, Origins is like the visual beginnings of this right. current lineage. Of and then I think Odyssey games. kind of perfected it for that engine. And then mm -hmm. Valhalla was worse overall. Valhalla. Mad. Uh, yeah, and, and here this looks better than Valhalla to me. Um, for sure. But it, it's just, but it just looks like it looks like the exact same as Assassin's Creed. Just like, like a lot of stuff just visually is so darn similar. And it's like another one of these games in this aspect. It would, I almost really wish they did cancel the, the the previous generation version of this game, and they mm -hmm. said like, "Hey, let's make this a little bit more special. Let's change something up visually here, because it is a little tired visually in some aspects." But I Still, do think the city's better, the settings way better. I find like you know like ancient Mesopotamia. And it seems like they're still going to be cool. delivering it at sixty frames per second, which, which is great, which is nice. Yeah. I will take that. I, I like the sort of assassination and, and mission stuff they showed. And I was thinking like they really I wonder if these developers have paid attention to like the, the Hitman, Hitman stuff that mm -hmm. IO's been doing. Cause I feel like Hitman, there's a lot to its framework that seems very suitable for Assassin's Creed. And Hitman is not an open world game. So applying aspects of that I think could be really interesting. And maybe yeah. we'll see it. I don't know. They they infiltrate this palace, which looks pretty cool. I wouldn't expect them to have all of the the weird uh, gadgets to and, kill and, and different ways to kill, right? Like, that's a very Hitman thing. But still, the yeah. infiltration part could be more Hitman-esque. The, the one, yeah, that's and the one thing that also, this is not to just, like, completely rail on the game the entire time. But I, I do have a negative feeling always when I see like chest high grass in a game now that is just used for it's like chest high walls but grass. chest high wall yeah it's like chest high walls but chest high grass and because it's like I get why they need it they need a safe zone for the character where no matter what you can't be seen but it does take away from the like the other aspects of stealth like I do kind of like Splinter Cell 1 and MGS where like you're wall leaning a lot and I think that is something that would be really paying off here. Like we're we're sneaking around objects and climbing on them is is the way the scenes are set up, and less so the you have the stealth crutch of giving the care the player characters just grass that they can freely roam around in and do anything from. Like it, it, I did laugh a tiny little bit when the character jumped into the courtyard and like jumped into a massive hay stack and like. The only people who notice are like right next door. But usually, if you see a person jumping twenty uh, meters or ten yeah, meters down, they, you're like, like, "What the heck was that?" That's kind of a serious <laughs> throwback, right? I know it is. I mean, it's throwbacky, but you know, I, I do wish there was like a purely stealth game and didn't like the open world aspects are take it or leave it for me. But to, like the stealth stuff, that's where I would play it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I love the music, though. That was the one, my favorite part of the trailer. The music's great. Assassin's Creed games, ever since the second game, have had uh, incredible music. And this, I thought the music was great. But you know what stealth franchise they didn't show? Splinter Cell. Uh, we've been hearing about that for a while. It was a no-show. I was actually kind of hoping for that. But at least uh, they didn't let us down at the end of the show because they showed off the, what is it, Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. So they showed a trailer during the Microsoft show which didn't reveal much, but then they suggested, yeah, we're going to be showing gameplay the next day. 
and boy oh boy did they deliver they showed off some gameplay all right and oh my uh, goodness yeah although this is a case where what they showed looks so good that you're almost like wait is this another the division or watchdogs situation in the making like i hope not but because it does all look very attainable oh yeah i'd say it does look like if you so gamer side had a like super ridiculously raw bitrate version of the trailer that was way better than what you can get on youtube yes and big time. And, as, and as soon as you watch that you can start seeing like it's super it's super real time uh there's a lot of aspects in it yeah it's real not time. just real time it's super real time it's yeah it's super real time for one <laughs> you know it does things that a game needs to do like it limits the cutscenes to 30 fps which is hopefully a toggle on the PC version. And then when it, in the gameplay, it's unlocked up to 60, but it doesn't always hit 60. There's moments where it's dropping frames in the trailer. Uh, you know, there's things like if you do look in the distance, you can see LOD be- behavior. That's pretty reasonable. You know, you look at the, I did some resolution counting and it's like 1440p internal and it, much like Avatar, since this is the same engine as Avatar, it seems to be using FSR 2. I don't know what platform this is running on. I can only guess. Wait, didn't they say, didn't they confirm it was PC? I mean, yeah, it is PC in the aspect of I, that they rendered it out as a literal ultra-wide trailer, which the consoles do not even support internally. Right. It's like actually 3840 by 1600, which is not too far off from your monitor resolution, right, John? Actually, they, I mean, they could technically do that on the consoles, though, right? They just put black bars on there and render only that screen area. So, yes, this is true, but the output couldn't be that, right? Well, no. Because the output I mean, video file is actually 1600. Right, but maybe they maybe. just cropped it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, that's true, that's true. Maybe they are doing that, but I'd hope not. I'd actually hope that this is a real 16 by 9 on console because most people have those kind of sets. Yeah. They don't have like a, a, a ultra wide set. And you know, you see things like that, 30 FPS cutscenes, dropping frames, has some issues in some low areas. Low frame rate hair. Low frame rate hair, which was <laughs> totally weird looking. I have no idea what that was about. A, it reveals that it's at least likely, you know, real time stuff, right? Or yeah. at least was captured and then rendered out this way still. <laughs> yeah. There, there were other some bugs in there too. Like, um, as you scroll down here to the end of my notes, John, if if you look at the motion blur at any of this cutscene moments, it renders the motion blur in one, um, in one frame. It's 30 FPS cutscene in a 68 hertz container, and in the one frame when everything moves, there's motion blur, and then in the second frame after everything stopped moving, instead of being a double frame, the motion blur actually doesn't exist in the second frame which means there's two separate frames. So the real frame rate is 60 FPS, but the animations are 30 and the motion blur is at 60. It's totally messed up looking. It, um, like That's why I think much like the Avatar trailer, the motion blur is just being rendered incorrectly in yeah, here, which yeah. is another thing that I hope they'd manage when they ever do release this game, that they change that up. But you know, there's so much to talk about here in terms of rendering features like, so oh my God, this let's is break. Let's start with the introduction sequence. So. This seems to be yeah. some sort of like uh, it base infiltration or more like you're supposed to leave the area and it shows some stealth based gameplay sneaking around, taking out dudes. But this interior area shows off just some amazing lighting and ambient shadowing. Like nothing feels like it's glowing or out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way everything is lit feels consistent within the environment around you. Uh, they have this interesting fisheye thing going on in the camera to give it like a, I guess, more of a lens cinematic feel yeah uh but it's it's really nice looking stuff especially the way they handle like the light pouring from outside into this interior space before you actually go outside that feels very natural and realistic so this is one of those things where i think uh that that realism of the the indirect lighting that you described like the cave entrance to the inside of this hangar where the the a-wing is i think it's just one of the instances that shows off that this is definitely using whatever massives uh, implementation of RTGI is, and yep. there was actually a really good showing of it um, towards the end of the trailer. Just to not go in chronological order here, but right when the ca- main character gets inside whatever their ship is, and they open the door to the cockpit. If you look at the wall to the right hand side, adjacent to the cockpit door opening, you can actually see the bounce lighting filling the area as the door opens, which is something you really only get with RTGI. Uh, and that oh, looks yeah, spectacular. Yep. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I love in games when you can actually see the light animating in motion. Because like in games, you can get similar looking bake lighting, but it, as soon oh, as yeah. anything moves, it starts looking not right. And here, the consistency is also for moving objects and moving things. So it's that's what makes it look so great. 
Um, but like going back to that beginning part, like I think another thing that looked also really, really good, and they did it really well as uh, on top of this in the division was like particle effects and smoke are like oh, yeah. really well lit and uh, rendered in the environment. This, this, the Star Wars style explosions specifically seem to lend themselves to this. We saw right? it back with Star Wars Battlefront from Dice. Oh, as that's well, another one where God. like their explosion effects were just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they are definitely here as well. Yeah, um, there's there's ton of stuff like the, yeah the, the way the smoke is being lit ambiently by the environment, and also it seems to be getting GI uh, on it too a bit, which is great. Um, I do actually like in terms of gameplay here, like it's a little bit hard to say what type of game we're looking at because there's implications that it is an open world game. Yes. Uh, throughout this entire trailer, I believe it is, and also. It's multi-world game where apparently you go between different like landing zones on planets is what it seems to be. Almost like, I don't know what game that reminds me of. That makes me, me of. think of, as this is a very story-driven game, I suspect it might be something similar to Mass Effect. Like, not, yeah. not exactly that sort of gameplay, but like that structure, right? Where they maybe have a few main planets that you can visit, as well as other side things that you're going to. And then each of the planets, worlds you visit, are their own sort of bespoke open-world environment. I mean, we yeah. don't know how large each area will be, but that seems like what you might expect yeah i think um, that's a good way to put it that's what it sounds like it's like like different like i don't know how big these hubs these hub open world areas are but right so just about how far the character dro- uh drove on the speeder bike i thought it, they did look pretty pretty large actually um yeah it does w- yeah we'll see uh like another thing to talk about in terms of that opening segment as they're going through there with the a-wing or even further on as they get towards the tavern uh they really nailed down like the worn uh, frontier aesthetic of like the materials of everything there like and it's also being lit really well due to their rtgi solution most likely plus they have a lot of neat little pieces of the environment like small stones and flowers sort of blowing in the wind and these little stone particles or sand particles are even shadowed oh you know, yeah on kind the of ground blowing along it looks it gives it this real sense of like motion and, and liveliness oh it's super plus sweet. all the the blowing banners like as she walks into the tavern you see these sort of like uh things hung up all around you blowing in the wind very realistically even the little cables running from what looks to be a mounted air conditioning unit (laughs) are moving along (laughs) all of the stuff lends the environment this like sense of realism so they have a pretty robust sort of like environment physics system going on or like a wind simulation i guess Mm -hmm. that i really like it's very convincing yeah, and I think there's also just like a general variety of uh, another thing that just points this. This could only be current gen thing. It's like just a variety of like objects in the environment that are scattered everywhere. It's not like the same barrel right. that you see like six times. It's actually a ton of different. Although you, looking attention. again at the at the footage at the entrance when she walks into the tavern, and there's that shadow right off on the left hand left. side. That's pretty. <laughs> like, you know, it's so going I guess, nuts. I guess they're not really doing RT shadows here. There's a lot of evidence of shadow uh, map stuff. But you know what? That's fine, given everything yeah. else that's going on. Everything else is going on. And then, like, I think the cutscene when they go inside as well, too. Um, one thing that you usually see in, like, an open-world game, and I think ever, like, when you covered the second Horizon game, uh, right. it, it was like we were starting to see, like, one of the first times where even in an open-world game, the main story cutscenes are actually just, like, really polished, like stuff you'd see out of a completely linear adventure. I mean, that's part of that's budget, but also text, text evolved enough since then to make uh performance capture much easier and much easier to clean up for even like a mundane probably you know every moment mission uh cutscene that like we see here uh, i suspect it'll have good. those a and b quality cutscenes though right or you have I imagine too maybe even c tier depending on what's <laughs> going on yeah um uh, I mean, maybe it's partially an RPG here. You can choose to bribe and or not bribe the Imperial inf- official. We'll see. But, but the, uh, f- the whole flow of the trailer, when you think about it, is actually kind of Watchdogs, like the Watchdogs reveal, right? Where you're like going to an area, I guess there's a little more action early on, and then you talk with someone, then things go bad, and then you got to escape. And it's like taking the Watchdogs concept to the next level. Basically. Yeah. It- it totally is. I mean, a lot of this, like, it's kind of interesting. It's like Watchdog. It goes from it goes from semi Watchdogs. At the beginning, it actually reminds me a lot of Uncharted, like the oh, sneaking yeah. around an area that is like really 
like well-made visually and perhaps design-wise too. It's hard to tell. It's just a trailer. And then like it goes outside and it's like an uncharted chase, but it's through an open world instead of a like, you know, static world, like linear world. But then it goes back into, you know, like this watchdogs kind of thing, like where you're doing some random stuff. I don't know. The, the end of the trailer though, I did find intriguing um, from a, a gameplay perspective because the one thing that is quite different and the thing that makes it most Star Wars-like at that aspect is that you shoot off into space through the cloud layer. The clouds look gorgeous, by the way. Um, uh, but it's not like a real planetary, like you go from the planet into outer space and there's actually like a real 3D planet filled with tons of stuff. It's more like a really well-hidden loading screen. Yeah, the screen's like mainly some, white. There's some nice volumetric clouds that you can sort of fly through, looks like, on the planet. I assume mm -hmm. you can get into the craft and fly around. Maybe not. I, I mean, I, I, I just want to say no because... Oh, I guess like when the, they, she brings yeah. up that, that mat, map first, I guess. Yeah. So like that that's the thing that told me that like it's maybe kind of like um uh Starfield where there's you have landing zones on yeah, a planet maybe so. and then there's like a there's like a sequence that brings you off the planet. Uh, and then you get control as soon as you reach the next area, which is like like when the craft turns around in the orbital zone of the planet, you can actually see it's like way further away from the planet is than it actually would have been if it had broken right yeah 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 so you know like there's things clever, like that though. but it's it's super clever but that's the part that i'm really interested in because i'd actually do like space combat games even ones that are more arcadey and you know like that area afterwards like the junkyard in space in the orbital plane was super awesome looking and then they and like the, flash off to another planet super yeah, awesome that was awesome yeah and then uh, there they, you go they just nailed the star wars aesthetic here and much like jedi survivor and Oliver said it really well. Something about these Star Wars games really inspires developers to just like go super like ham with like asset quality and like rendering quality. Like this is so, this is like super beyond like most other games we've seen. It's really well done in those aspects. I agree. And I guess the jury's still out on one, how long is this game going to take to make? Uh, two, <laughs> will it actually look this good upon release? Have they learned their lesson not to tease stuff that they can't achieve? Yep. Uh, three, what kind of, uh, I guess, sacrifices will be necessary to pull this off on the consoles? Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess four, I mean, come on. 30 FPS has been in the news lately. This is going to be 30 FPS on those consoles. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Like, if it's not, then I will eat my words happily. Actually. I mean... Looking at this, John, like, I can't, I mean... <laughs> I just don't see one, how. Yeah, one thing we should obviously point out is, like, 30F is, is we should probably start coming to expect this for a lot of games, especially ones yeah. that are going to be using things like RTGI, like this probably is going to be using. Um, but we should always, feel like, rally for, like, a 40FPS mode in games. Wow, uh, they say but, coming 2024. You think that'll actually happen? Hmm. I don't know, John. I mean, I, I don't want to... <laughs> you know suggest that they're wrong about their release date but if they actually pull it off and it looks anywhere near this i'll be very 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 impressed yeah that'd be great because it'd be one of those times where we we're actually not waiting a ton of time in between announcement yeah. and launch which is because you remember the thing about watchdogs when it was announced is that that announcement occurred before the consoles had even been revealed it's just like mm -hmm. this is a next gen thing that we're showing uh, the only comparable game we have to that is, uh, I guess, Senua's Sacrifice Hellblade 2. <laughs> well, when the Series X was revealed. <laughs> yeah, and it was and shown before it was shown before it was using the engine was actually going to actually run on at the, in the exactly, end of Ubisoft, exactly. which is funny. Um, oh, so my God. That's all the Ubisoft stuff for now. I think it looks great. Uh, I guess we should also mention the fact that Capcom had to show. Yeah. But they didn't show a lot that was new or interesting except for one thing there was a trailer for pragmata mm -hmm. or pragmata i don't know how they i don't know i always it. say pragmata because it Prague. sounds cool. it's like pragmata so this is the game that in my eyes was going to become the new deep down deep down <laughs> being a game that was revealed for ps4 uh it was shown playable at a tgs at some point after that but then it just disappeared maybe, i think nobody's spoken of it again it's just gone so we're like, okay, that game is clearly dead, even though I don't think they have ever officially come out and said, yeah, the game's dead. It just is. I thought that's what <laughs> Pragmata or Pragmata was going to be. But then 
not only did they re-reveal it here with some visual improvements, including their hair strand system from uh, RE4, but they very specifically, they showed the little girl making a drawing that crosses so out 2022 with an arrow to 2023 scratched out question mark and then very sorry so the team knows <laughs> they know what people are thinking about this game and this trailer actually gives me confidence that they've since figured out what the game is because that reveal trailer showed nothing we this actually no shows what looks like gameplay scenarios right so it seems to be some sort of like action game where you're protecting this little girl who has crazy powers along the way Mm -hmm. uh, I like the aesthetic a lot. I think this looks very, very nice. And it also seemed to be using, assuming this is all real time, it looks like they're using uh, the RT reflections. Oh, yeah. From, there's, from RE Engine. So there's no, great. There's, and they're even better. Th I think they actually they look better. I, I think they're better than the ones you usually see in RE they Engine. They do. I agree. They look really good. So the funny thing is the original yeah. Pragmata trailer that we saw, I don't even remember when that was. Was that 2019? 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Um, that, that was one of the first times we saw RE Engine's uh, ray tracing features. And they were, in a, they were like in a like not completely developed version at that point in time. Like yep. you could see like the RTGI as well as the um, the reflections here. And here they actually look much better than the other RE Engine games. Because usually in RE Engine games, like, like the stuff, like they're fine, but they don't look high res enough for like the rest no, of the environment I usually. Agree. And here they actually looked pretty okay. Maybe it's because the, the re resolution they're running this trailer at, it's hard to tell, but they actually look really good. Um, I didn't find any super obvious evidence of the RTGI that these uh, that the engine also supports, but given that the original trailer showed it off, it'd be a little surprising if it wasn't actually still in there. In I guess we'll, we'll have to see and see what we take yeah. from this. Uh, the gameplay snippets all seem to run at variable frame rates as well. Yeah, totally. Which is at least potentially them taking snippets from whatever build they have running and just putting in the trailer, right? Yeah. Which is cool. So I, uh, I'm i happy to see that this game still exists. And I'm I'm glad Capcom did not give up on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and actually, you know, between this and a couple others, there's, there's definitely some new IP coming along. Although I'm not, I can't say I'm super into Exo Primal. Uh, I have no idea. What I don't know is, what to man. make of that. That that's something else. But yeah, yeah, aside from that, I mean, they pretty much just showed more trailers and stuff of things we already know about. They showed off the new version of Ghost Trick. Uh, yeah, the new they showed off some Kinitsugami more Kinitsugami game. Yeah, the Path of the Goddess one. That the one that they showed off at the Xbox. Uh, more RE4 VR, which you know what? I bet that's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So they, they're really good with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of about it, though, Alex. Yeah. Um, that's all the uh, new I, stuff that's been shown since we met last, right? Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, we're still going to be doing our Starfield talk very, very soon. Uh, so you can still expect that. Just one the reason why we really want to talk about this today is because there's some super next-gen or current-generation rendering going on there and at least two of those Ubisoft massive games. And we definitely need to talk about that. It's good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, but I guess it's going to do it. Thanks for joining me again, Alex, as we fought our way through this thing. And yes. we'll be back with more discussion, including a piece on Starfield, no doubt, because that itself was basically a, as long as the UB conference almost. <laughs> yeah. Just Starfield was. So uh, we'll see you then. Bye for now.